Hi, I'm Rach. And I'm Tish. Welcome to Blondes Out Loud. Happy Wednesday. We are so sorry that last week we didn't have an episode. Honestly, we were just so exhausted. I think everything just started to catch up with us. Like, it'd been a week since we'd gotten back from our very long road trip. And honestly, we were going to sleep at like 8 p.m. every single night. We just did not have it in us, um, which is really sad because it's Pride Month and these were all going to be Pride episodes. But sometimes you have to choose your mental well-being first. Yeah, sometimes you just have to take a break. And although it sucks... At the same time, we really needed it, so. We're refreshed, and we're excited to be back, and we have a really exciting episode today. We do. We've been looking forward to this episode literally since the beginning of June. But also, do you realize that we're technically, like, a month and, like, 20-something days till our wedding now? Yeah. Like... How are we feeling? Are you checking in on me right now? I'm checking in. You know, I'm doing all right. Check back in in a month Check because back I think in. then I'm really going to be in panic mode. Yeah. I mean, our RSVPs are due in about two weeks. So, there's we, okay, by the way, too, like, and honestly, like, Rachel and I just had a conversation about this because it's like, Not everyone is thinking about our wedding, but we still have like 111 people who haven't RSVP'd to our wedding, and I am stressed. I'm like, okay, but we have two weeks, and we have to know like the final everything. I was telling Tisha this today because I were in like a ton of bride Facebook groups, and um, I was reading a post because this girl was freaking out about her RSVP day and how it was like five days away or something and she still had like 80 people who hadn't responded and she was like it's so rude and disrespectful that people aren't responding and blah blah blah. I shouldn't have to reach out and like remind them to do it and she like it was her post was like really bashing like her guests that she's invited and when I was reading I was like yeah like you tell them like that is so rude and disrespectful and then I read this other person's comment underneath it and it really like flipped my perspective because when you're a bride like you are constantly thinking about the wedding because it's the biggest day of your life right so like that's all you're thinking about I've been thinking about and it's top of your mind of course it is right but all of your guests aside from maybe like your parents and your grandma and grandpa and like your bridesmaids and anyone else in the bridal party or Mm -hmm. like nobody else has this top of mind Like, no one else is thinking about your wedding as much as you are. Mm -hmm. And so that just, like, made me realize, like, these people all have other things going on. Our wedding is probably, like, the 10th thing on their to-do list this summer. Like, it's not something that they're all super worried and concerned about. And to be honest, when I get wedding invites in the mail... I put them on my fridge and forget to RSVP well, and then yeah, I get a reminder and I'm like, oh, fuck. And I feel like a complete asshole. Right. Like, that's what happens. Yeah. You know, it's not top of their mind mm-hmm. to need to RSVP to our wedding. But right. of course, it's top of our mind and oh, we're going to feel like these people are being dicks. But they're not. I think for us, though, and I think this goes for anyone who's getting married, not only is obviously it's top of your mind, but you have like deadlines you have to make. 
because you need to get like final guest counts and a lot of them are like like for us like we have to have everything finalized 30 days before so it is kind of top of our mind like you know get these in because we're, we got a deadline here yeah we do but that just goes to say like we're two weeks out and there's no reason to freak out because yeah. all these people aren't thinking about our wedding right now i'll definitely it's still two months out to them like it is they're right. not thinking about no, it. no because you don't think about the due date that the rsvps are it's more people think about the wedding and yeah. think like oh well i can just submit it you know in august but in reality we have to you know we need to know before then so but anyway that's enough of us talking about our wedding i'm a I'm so sorry if you can hear our puppy. <laughs> little He wants to say hi. A little ASMR in the microphone. He has a lot of energy right now and he's just kind of running around and I feel like I can hear him on my headphones just like panting in the background. So I apologize for that. Um, but I guess we can definitely jump right into our first story. So if you're new here and you don't know what's going on, essentially, the beginning of June, we were like, okay, we want to hear your stories. So we posted on our accounts asking to hear from y'all. And we got a decent amount of responses. And we picked some select ones to talk about today on the podcast. So I believe we have like six we selected because we weren't sure how long it's going to take us to get through these. If there's more time, we will definitely jump into more stories. Before we jump into the stories, if you aren't sure what we kind of asked for, people really could just share whatever they wanted, whether it was their coming out story, what Pride Month means to them. It was pretty much just free ball what literally whatever so our first story is from Catherine. they go by they them identifying as a lesbian and they're from rochester minnesota so close to home so close to home well Well, our old home yep (laughs) all right Catherine says i really love that pride month gives an opportunity for the lgbt community a chance to have their voices heard and to be able to tell their stories I grew up around some pretty homophobic people who would blame their religion for their hatred. Hmm, yeah, I feel like that's a lot of people. (laughs) I remember thinking I was a lesbian. I didn't know that that was a word by that time. I was 12 and began questioning when I was 16. I tried suppressing it so hard and actually became suicidal. I'm so sorry. I didn't come out for another seven years trying to play the straight Christian cisgender woman who would marry a man and start popping out babies (laughs) i like shouldn't laugh but i'm like reading this and i'm just like yep literally everyone relatable so relatable when i did come out i was met with so many mixed emotions some was love and some was anger i would be told well don't date a butch lesbian because that's or because then what's the difference or you're not gay if you've never kissed a girl I love how I'm, like, reading these, like, in, in, in my head, like, I'm, like, saying, like, or, like, the tone in my head is, like, well, don't date a butch lesbian because, like, what's the difference? <laughs> but I'm not saying that, like, out loud, but that's, like, in my head, that's how I'm reading it. Anyway, 
Just because that's how I'm picturing these people, like, talking. I feel like you can, like, put a face to the people saying these things Well, that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, in my head, like, okay, anyways. Um, and, so, and have really struggled to accept myself for who I am. I am married to an amazing woman and have developed a beautiful chosen family. I love that for you. But still have this nagging pain that I'm not accepted by a big portion of my family whom supposedly loved me. I feel this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to make this about me, but, like, I, f- I totally feel this. Like, I feel like so many people who are a part of the community feel that. Like, yep. right there. Yep. That is, like, the sentence right yep, there. Yeah, right okay, there. keep going. I don't know if others have experienced this or have advice on how to heal from this. Listen, I feel like... I feel like, like, literally we just said this, I feel like almost everyone has kind of experienced this. I feel like it's just, like, a, it's really hard, and I feel like that's something that you, like, just battle being a part of the community. You never fully know, when, especially when it comes to family. Like, we talk about all the time, like, with wedding planning, like, it's, it's so hard, because you just don't know. Yeah. Okay. But I really want to be able to love myself the way that my wife does, and grow beyond the need for acceptance from people who are clearly not allies to me or my wife. I love what you two are doing with this podcast, and I love that you are giving people a voice. Keep shining an amazing light into the world, you two. That's so sweet. Aww. No, that is such a good story to start off it with. It is. It was such a good one. everything about that was so relatable, especially, I mean, like, the religion part of it. Yeah. Um, and... With all the hate we experience yeah. these days, like, too, yeah. like, the religion plays a huge role in people's excuses for being so hateful, yeah. you know? That's how they back up the things that they say about our community and um, why we shouldn't be who we are. Right. Um, but to then go through that, like, me personally, I, I was not raised in a super religious family. Um, we did go to church every Sunday and I did like Sunday school and got confirmed and all of that. I went to a Lutheran church, but my parents were not like hardcore. We have to go to church. Like honestly, sports took over on the weekends and eventually we stopped going all together. Like I just was not in a religious family. Yeah. But people like Catherine were raised in really religious families and that is so hard Mm -hmm. to... I mean, it's it's hard to accept yourself when you first, you know, realize that you may be into the same sex or you may identify in a different way than what people think you do. Right. Um, but then to add the religion on top of it in a family who's super religious, who doesn't believe in any of, you know, the LGBTQ community, that makes it even harder. Right. And, and then, well, then the stereotype, like, of it, too, like, when... You do come out, like Catherine said, like, well, don't date a butch lesbian because then what's the difference? Like, right, right. People it's just, just so not validating you. Yeah. So misunderstood. Um, but then to see Catherine now married. Yeah. To their wife. Right. And I mean, yeah, obviously we're all still go through struggles. You doesn't mean you get married and you're just going to be happy. Like, it doesn't always work that way. You're always going to face struggles, especially in our community and, you know, all the hate we face. But, like, good for you. That is incredible. And can we just go back to that one line 
about the nagging pain that I'm not accepted by a big portion of my family who supposedly love me. Like, yeah, that is something I think I feel yeah. and will always feel for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah. And it's so hard. It's, it's like, it's really heartbreaking. Like, reading that is heartbreaking, but I feel like and I said this earlier, like, I feel like almost everyone in the community can just, like, relate to that line. Yeah, and I don't have a lot of good advice on how to heal from that other than to keep reminding yourself that you have this chosen family, this beautiful chosen family who will always love and support you for who you are. Right. And those are the people you should reach out to and lean on. Um, And it sucks when you have family members that don't support you Mm -hmm. or you're just like like, unsure about too but like tisha and i have talked about this so much together like we just gotta let them go yeah and i know not everybody can do that i know that's not the same situation for everyone but you just kind of have to accept it like it's their loss yeah right it's it's not your loss it's it's their loss that they're losing you such a wonderful person because they can't be open to accepting people who are different from them people right. who look different love different act different express themselves differently like that's on them mm-hmm. that's their loss yeah thank you Catherine. that was a really good start to um our pride stories so story number two is nicole pronouns she her identifies as a lesbian from austin texas Nicole says, I grew up in a small town in Vermont. I was raised Catholic and didn't know until I was around 9 or 10 that people could be gay. Going back to the Catholic religion again. Religion. Religion. Going, Going back to religion again. There was absolutely no representation in my town. I started to realize I liked girls more than just friends around that same age. It was really hard. I remember praying every day for God to make these feelings go away. I didn't want to be gay and feared being abandoned by my family. I'm already relating this so much. I know. Literally saying. This is insane. Throughout middle school, high school, and college, I ignored my sexuality and refused to face it, causing major depression and anxiety. It wasn't until after I graduated that I decided it was finally time to accept myself. It took a while for me to be comfortable with my own sexuality, but it was totally worth it. During high school and college, I started to develop feelings for my best friend and truly was in love with her. Once I accepted myself, I came out to her first. She not only accepted me, but came out to me too and said she had feelings for me. We've been best friends since high school, but have known each other and have been friends since we were five. If I never accepted my sexuality and a hidden fear, I'd never be engaged to my favorite person on this planet. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Stop. I, ho- I was hoping that was coming. I'm like, don't bring me to a breakup. <laughs> our wedding is next year, and we are the first gay marriage in both of our families. Oh, my goodness. P.S. We have three fur babies we are low-key obsessed with. So do we. We love that. <laughs> no, we have two, according to our uh, lease. <laughs> okay, I just want to say congratulations I love this story. Me too. Um, also, though, like, oh, it's so relatable. Like, it's really so relatable. And what I want to point out, though, is um, the 
hiding your feelings and it causing major depression and anxiety because I think that is something so many people in the community face because they refuse to face it. Like, we we deny it. We, we try to deny it because, like, it goes against, like, the societal norms. And so we all get into this, you know, depressive state because it's so hard. Yeah. I would be willing to bet, and I'm sure there's a study out there that, you know, it's a very high percentage yeah. of the LGBTQ community that experiences anxiety and depression. In fact, I know there's a study out there because I've seen the statistics and I know yeah. it was very high. I just don't want to say a number and be completely wrong. Right. Um, but yeah, that is so relatable. Um, and it's even harder that I think when you're feeling depressed and anxious because of what you're going through and trying to figure out your sexuality and how you identify the hardest part about that is that you may not have somebody to talk to about it right or you're not ready to tell someone that that's why you're feeling that way yeah I remember being depressed for a really long time after my senior year of high school and it took me so long to admit to my mom why yeah like I was just like I don't know mom I'm just sad like right I'm just anxious like yep. I'm just feeling these things but like it was like so evident that I was like suffering yeah and she's like why yep. and I just didn't want to say it's because I like women and I'm struggling with it yeah like I am gay and I don't want to be like yeah we all felt that right like and I think was it this one or was it Catherine's? It was this one. I didn't want to be gay and feared being abandoned. Yeah. I remember constantly thinking, I do not want to like other women. Yeah. I want to be normal, in quotations, because right. we know that that's, that's not it. But I just, I wanted to marry a man. Yeah live the expected lifestyle oh yeah not have to deal I with i want to have a it. white picket fence and i want to have this big house and i want to what are you talking about i don't know i'm just thinking about like <laughs> <laughs> thinking about like anyways anyway you get it i thought you were like singing a song for a second no i was so, like thinking about the notebook like okay no you're yeah, done you get you're it. cut off okay <laughs> So yeah, very, very relatable, but I'm so glad that you have a happy beginning um, with your wedding coming up here, and good luck with your wedding planning. Um, we feel you there, so if you need some mental support through that, just shoot us a message. We love to we love to talk wedding. Also, congratulations, uh, like also though, being like the first gay marriage, I think there's definitely pressure with that. Like, I feel like we're kind of... Like, we are, yeah. But I think it's also fun for family who haven't... Or not just family, but, like, family and friends or anyone, really, who hasn't attended a same-sex marriage. Yeah, so congratulations and good luck, Nicole. We are rooting for you. For sure. So this next story is a long one, and I'm excited to read it. This is anonymous, so um, I'm going to keep that anonymous. <laughs> but... um. I do know that their sexuality is bisexual. So, here we go. For most of my life, I considered myself a tomboy and spent a lot of time outside catching snakes, frogs, you name it. 
I hated to wear dresses, and I really disliked my long hair. Despite all of that, I had crushes on boys starting in preschool. The funny thing is, when I look back now, I realize that I definitely had crushes on girls too, but when you're already being defined by others as acting too much like a boy, the thought of liking a girl was terrifying. I even had friends in high school tell me I dressed like a lesbian, or what we know is a stereotype for how lesbians dress. When I was 16, I had a bad sexual experience with a boy I had a crush on. I didn't feel all the things I thought I would have been feeling towards him sexually. Turns out, I was just a late bloomer, and by college, I was a little more (laughs) dark. Oh my god. I love that. But sometimes I would get turned on by girls and lesbians in movies, and I was so scared by that. I feel that way. I yeah, literally. I still I, feel that way. Yeah. I, still, <laughs> <laughs> I had spent years advocating for the LGBTQ plus community, and the last thing I wanted was to be gay. I wanted to be able to stand up for a group without being a part of it and really show those around me that we all that we should all be in support of the community. My sophomore year of college, I had met a girl in my major who was insanely gorgeous. It ended up that she was also super sweet and nice. I had told all of my roommates, I have a girl crush, but that didn't mean I was gay or bi. One of my friends had made a comment that she thought I was bi, and I didn't want to believe it. I really thought I was straight because I had dated so many guys and always liked guys. I eventually got invited by my girl crush to my first ever drag show that same day. I became exclusive with a guy who now is my fiance. Ooh. While we were at a drag show, I found out that she was a lesbian and I was stunned. Obviously, I couldn't do anything with that information because I was committed to someone else. But I was like, wow, what are the chances? You missed your shot, man. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I continued to make jokes with my friends about this girl until summer hit, and I was back to living with my parents. My fiancé's parents and mine lived 20 minutes apart, so we spent a lot of time together that summer. One of the things that was so great about our relationship was the sexual attraction we had for each other. I mean, the chemistry was unmatched to anyone else I'd ever been with. That's amazing. But I still would have moments where I'd be watching a movie and a lesbian sex scene came on and I was so confused by my body's reaction. I thought about it all summer and finally admitted to myself that I was bisexual. It was terrifying. I didn't want all those people to be right, honestly. I had no idea what to do with this information since I was in a monogamous hetero relationship. I finally had to sit my boyfriend down and tell him the truth. Which I feel like that would be just so hard. I didn't think anything would change between us, but he needed to be the one to know first. Absolutely. He, of course, took it like a champion, unsurprised, but still fully supportive, which is amazing. We love relationships that have good communication. (laughs) Yes. He didn't make me feel any different, and if anything, he was so excited we could both swoon over hot women in movies, which we okay, most definitely do. Okay, that is do. the man you should marry right there. Yeah, that's... I mean, you are, but, like, yes. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know it at the time, but his unconditional love for me and acceptance of who I am truly shows how much I know in my heart he is my person. That's adorable. <laughs> I'm sobbing. After that, I came out to my sister, the second closest person in my life, and eventually some of my friends. 
My junior year, the universe blessed me with two new roommates, both bisexual. I love that. And I was so lucky to find people I could talk to about my sexuality without feeling like I'm alone. So important. Yeah. And of course, I'm grateful everyone I have come out to has been fully supportive and never made me feel bad. But it's hard. I can never come out to my parents or my extended family. That's heartbreaking. At the end of the day, I got lucky that I'm marrying someone of the opposite sex so as to maintain the illusion that I'm straight. That, like, breaks my, that, that breaks my heart, though. Like, yeah. Because you shouldn't have to, like, hide your sexuality. But some people have <laughs> but to. But some people have to, yeah. I had no idea what I would have done, and I realized I was bi before I got into a relationship with my fiancé. A part of me will always wonder what it could have been like to date a woman or ever have sex with one. Luckily, one of my fellow gay friends was kind enough to do me the honor of letting me have my first and only gay kiss. <laughs> I love, we love that. that. Every year during Pride Month, I get a little bit more open to posting my bi pride, but I just know there's too many risks to sharing with everyone, so at last, I continue to contain my bisexuality and instead opt for openly supporting the community as I have in the past. The more people I can expose to the LGBTQ plus community whilst preparing to marry a cis white man, the better. I only wish I wasn't being forced to follow through with all the wedding traditions that reinforce heteronormativity. Mm. Can't win them all, I suppose. Okay, wow, that was a lot. <laughs> that was like, that's a really eye-opening perspective, though. It is. I mean, first off, being bisexual, like, is hard. I should say, I not being bisexual, but coming out and identifying as bisexual, so many people outside of our community, and even some within our community, look down on it. Yeah. Because they don't think it's valid. Well, and, like, the other thing, too, it's, like, you never... People people are like, well, you can't be bisexual, or, you know, you if you're not... Or if you're with a man, you can't be bisexual, or if you've never kissed a woman, you can't be bisexual. You know, it's just, like, those things that people say. Yeah, and it just makes it that harder to come out. This is just such a cool story, though, and in some ways heartbreaking and whatnot, too, mm -hmm. like, but I think it provides really good perspective into the many, many, many different ways that being a part of the LGBTQ plus community can look like, um, because outward facing this person is an ally, mm -hmm. right? Not to everybody, but to most people in their life. Um, but inward, they are bisexual and fully immersed in being a part of the LGBTQ community, but not being able to outwardly express that to everybody. Mm -hmm. But then you pull in the fiance, who's a man, and very supportive of them being bisexual. Yeah. And, like, that is just the coolest thing to me. Oh, for sure. Like, I think, like, at the end, how they said, like, they don't know what they would have done had they realized they were bi before getting into a relationship with their fiance mm -hmm. and like what that could have looked like or whatever. Um, 
I think it is true that you have found your person, given yeah. they accept you Yeah, when you came out as bisexual right. to them and confided, confided with them in that, because that just says a lot about who your fiancé is as a person, but, like, it says a lot about your relationship, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's amazing. Um, thank you for sharing. It's a really cool perspective um, that I don't think everybody has been able to see or hear. So thank you for sharing your story. All right. Our next story is also an anonymous one, also bisexual. This one is from Medford, Wisconsin. Tish, you can take it away. (laughs) Any relation there? No, not at all. I don't know what Medford is. (laughs) That's Tish's hometown for anybody who's confused on what we're talking about. Unfortunately. No, I'm kidding. So... This person says, our first date was also kind of awkward at first. I assume they're referring to compared to ours, which was awkward. So awkward. We met on Bumble. Woohoo. Yes, Bumble. Sorry. And we (laughs) were talking for about a month before we finally decided to meet up. Is this, did you write this? I, this is this is our not, story? This is not my story, I promise. <laughs> did you submit one anonymous? <laughs> I mean, it's true. If I were to write it, this is. Okay, okay. The plan was to go for a couple of drinks and shoot some pool. I have never been on a date with a girl before, and I was super nervous about it. I had no idea what to expect. I am a very shy person until you get to know me, so I told her that she'll probably have to do most of the talking at first until I down a couple of drinks. (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) She told me that wasn't a problem, that she would be brave for the both of us. So I get to the bar and park next to her and we both get out and we both just smile and say hi and start walking to the bar. We walk into the bar and there's no one there so we decide to leave. She asked if I wanted to ride with her so I didn't have to waste my gas running around town. So I got in her truck and mind you we have only been talking for like a month and this is the first time we are meeting in person deciding to get in her truck and let her drive me around Wassa. This feels relatable. This yeah. We were on our way to the next bar, and I think we were both pretty nervous. To this day, I still give her shit for not talking a lot when she said she wasn't going to be nervous at all. So we get to the bar, and we have a couple of drinks and start talking and hitting it off. We decided that we are ready to play some pool, but none of the tables were open. She had the idea to go to her grandparents and play pool there because they were gone at some tractor show for the weekend just a town over. So we made our way over to her grandparents' house, and they were still there getting stuff packed up. So I met her grandparents on the first date, which was very nerve-wracking, but I'm glad I had a couple of drinks in me. Oh my god, I cannot even imagine. Wow, props to you for surviving that. We decided to go to the tractor show with them because they had their camper there and was going to have a big fire. We get there and sit next to the fire and just talk till about midnight or so. She asked me if I want her to drive me back to my car so I could go home. I decided it was probably not the best idea for me to drive one hour and a half back to my house when I have been drinking and it's so late. I also low-key didn't want to leave. I spent the night there, which was kind of awkward because I'm staying with a girl I just met and her grandparents in their camper. (laughs) I spent the next day with her just walking around and talking till I had to leave. She dropped me off at my car and gave me a hug and kissed me on the cheek. And the rest is history. I definitely would not change a thing. Okay, Mm. that's adorable. These are all such good love stories. I really hope that you guys are still together. 
I mean, the rest is history. I assume they are. Yeah. This was written, unless they've broken up in the last however many days since this was Mm -hmm. shared with us. This is adorable, though. I love this. And also, shout out to the grandparents for just being like, come with us. Yeah, right. Like, we love that. We love supportive grandparents. I can't even imagine how, like, nerve-wracking that would be, though. Like, just to right away meet the grandparents. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Meeting anybody in your significant other's family is just yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Like, friends are one thing, but, like, parents and grandparents, like, it's just, it's so scary. So, yeah. Shout out to Bumble um, and bringing LGBTQ couples together. We love another Bumble success story. Mm-hmm. And we wish you the best in your relationship. Thank you for sharing. On to the next one. Before we jump into the next story, I just want to insert a quick trigger warning for sexual assault. The next one is from Beatrice. She, her, uh, identifies as a lesbian from Oklahoma. Beatrice is 22, almost 23, and realized that she was queer when she was 17. I came out to everyone at 21. I grew up super religious and basically thought gay people were about as rare as people born with two heads. (laughs) I love that. I I mean, I don't, but like, that's hilarious. I get it. Yes. Like, relatable. I shoved it down for years until I went to college and couldn't shove it down anymore. My mom was super sad and cried for days. When I came out to her, the first thing she asked me was if my dad had ever sexually assaulted me. Oh my gosh. She couldn't understand how I was a lesbian, and I guess that was her way of trying to make sense of it. That makes sense, though. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's it's really messed up, but I could see how, like, how, like, for some people, they think, like, oh, if you're coming out as gay, like, you must have been sexually assaulted. I feel this because, honestly, like... I don't want to make this about me at all, um, but I was sexually assaulted, and when I did come out, a lot of my family was like, oh, it must have been because of that. So, like, I feel like, and it's not, that's not an excuse for people, like, to try to justify your sexuality like that, but I understand, like, I don't know why, I guess I just don't know why people do that, you know, like, it's... You can't just assume someone's, you know... I don't get it, honestly. ...gay because of that. I don't get it I don't either. get the I connection. Yeah, I don't get it. Anyway, she couldn't understand how I was a lesbian, and I guess that was her way of trying to make sense of it. She's a lot better now, but of course she still wishes I was straight, as do most of my relatives, or at least bi, so I could potentially have a husband. But I'm living my truth, and I don't hide from any of them anymore, even if it makes them uncomfortable. God bless. Standing ovation. Yes. Literally, we are standing. (laughs) I haven't been this happy and free in my entire life. That makes me so happy. Oh, my gosh. I know I am blessed to have family that still tolerates my existence because a lot of queer people don't have that. That's so true. (sighs) I'm so proud of you, um, and it makes me really, really happy that you're happy and you are living your true self. Yeah. I mean, just the sentence, I haven't been this happy and free in my entire life, like, that is truly, 
how it feels after you come out. It yeah. Like I think even for people who have a really like tough experience, eventually they feel that too. Yeah. You know, like it is so freeing. Mhm. So 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 freeing. Um also the the sentence about how your mom you know, still wishes that you were straight, and so do most of your relatives. <sighs> that hurts. Or even by because you could marry a like. Yeah, like uh, yeah. that. That still gotta hurt. I yeah. mean, like I know, I know deep down, a lot of my family members feel that way about oh, me too. Same. Um, even after like meeting you, and they mm-hmm. all absolutely love you. It's yeah. like there's always that part of them that's like well i wish she'd be marrying a man and could bring me children well guess what we can still bring children into this world such a concept um but but that's tough and just knowing that you know there is that in the back of of family members minds Mm -hmm. is hard but like good for you for being so proud and out and open and living your truth that is amazing keep doing that um, just know that for as little or as big as your audience is, whatever your audience may be, you are probably making a difference in somebody's life around you because mm-hmm. of it. For sure. Next story is from Christopher. Pronouns are he, him. He's bisexual and is from Green Bay, Wisconsin. I was married for four years when I found out that I was bisexual. It was very scary for me because I thought my marriage was over and I didn't want it to be. A week after I had my realization, I came out to my wife who was understanding and yet confused. Was I sleeping with men behind her back? Did I want to? The answers to these questions were no because she is my partner and no one else. This was just a truth that I found out about myself and that she should know about because we were married and she should know about her partner. She accepted that and I was and I was only out to her. It wasn't until last year that I decided to come out to everyone via social media for pride. Good for you, yay! Most people have been very accepting, especially my children and brothers from my army unit. That's amazing. Accepting children, we love that. There are people in my family that don't want to talk about it or want to talk to me, but you know, if they can't accept me, that's their problem bang 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 literally that is their problem yeah another wild story yeah like i think this is the really cool thing about sexual sexuality is that it can fluctuate throughout your life Mm -hmm. or like you can discover that maybe your sexuality isn't what you thought it was when you're 30, 40, 50. Like, yeah. you don't have to be 10 or 18 or in college. Like, it can happen at any time. Yeah. And it can happen when you're married for four years. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm bisexual. Yeah. Like, that is a really cool and crazy and terrifying thing about sexuality. Also, like, with not just the story, but, you know, one we had before, like, can we just, like, think the lords for supportive partners yes yes like that's incredible and the fact that you're able to still be married and love one another and work through you know coming out to your wife and her accepting you that is such an incredible story um 
I just can't imagine the courage you have to have to come out to a person you are married to. Yeah. Like, and same with the story before coming out to your fiance. Like, or maybe they were just dating at the time. I can't remember, but that's scary. Well, especially too, because like Christopher said, like, was I sleeping with other men? Because I think that would be like my concern right away is like, okay, like, Right. You're bi, but like, are you being like, are you cheating on me? Right. Are you being faithful? Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, all of that gets so complicated and twisted too, because then there's the people like, well, you know, he kissed another guy, it's fine. Right. Or like with us, like, or not with us, but like if I was dating a man and went and kissed my best friend on the lips, that was a woman or something, you know, like right. it all gets kind of blurry. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was going to say, like, you just, after coming out to your wife it's like you just don't know if that's going to flip your world upside down yeah you have no idea so i mean props to you for having the courage to do that and props to your wife for being so accepting and willing to you know understand what you're going through Mm -hmm. that's really really cool um and thank you for sharing that story yeah so we are kind of on a time well not we're not really kind of on a time crunch but we are kind of slowly running out of time, so we might not be able to get to as many stories as we'd hope. We'll try to get two more in here. Um, so the next story we have is from Maddie, identifies as she, her, and is a lesbian. We recently broke up, but the story of how me and her got together was pretty magical. We had been best friends for like a year and hung out every day. We started to cuddle with each other and hold hands, but we never talked about it. We just did it. Her dad was a preacher, so anything gay was always wrong to them. I truly didn't know what I was, even though I knew I liked to dress like a tomboy. Anyway, we kept hanging out, and it got to the point where I wanted her to cuddle me, and I got butterflies when it happened, but I never really thought of it. I also loved seeing her name in my phone, and that was the only person I wanted to talk to. One day... It was just another hangout, but we were cuddling like the usual, and we would do this thing that it's called butterfly kisses. I love butterfly kisses. I literally make Rach do it. Like, sometimes Rach will try to do it, and like Eskimo kisses too. Sorry. Um, or something that we would rub our noses together. Yes. The, I think butterfly kisses is like the eyelash one, right? And then the Eskimo kisses is like the nose together. Anyway. Then we have both just stopped and our lips were so close that we finally kissed. That's so cute. We both were so shocked, but we didn't care because we loved each other so much. We weren't even looking for a certain gender or anything. It just came to us and made us realize what we liked. And then after that, it was history. We fell so much in love. We couldn't tell our parents though at all. So every time I came around, I was just her best friend. That's That sucks. We took a break in October, which is when I came out to my parents because I was so sad that I had to tell them why. They took it well, but I was so scared to tell them because my brother is gay and I thought that they would be upset that I was also gay. Oh. But I think that they still think I'm bisexual, but I'm not, and I just don't feel like telling them right now. I just feel like they always start conversations off by saying you'll find a guy one day. And then they'll pause and say, or a girl. It's just annoying because I know they'd rather me not be this way. 
We just broke up, so I'm still kind of heartbroken and I feel hopeless for finding someone new. So if there's any tips on breakups, it could be useful. Oh, I'm so sorry. I wish I could give like, I feel like I can give good relationship advice. My, um, I guess. Can you? I don't know. Can I? I don't know. I, I don't know if I trust your relationship advice. Oh I mean, gosh. it led you to marrying me, so. Whatever. I'm just kidding. Um, tips on breakups, man. Really focus on yourself. Um, I think that the most important thing is... Stay distracted. Yeah, stay distracted, but take time for you. You have to put yourself first and really focus on your mental health, your well-being. This story for me was so 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 relatable mm -hmm. like i feel like that was exactly how my first relationship started with a woman like everything about that like never talked about it just did it like we just cuddle with each other and it just happened one night like we hung out all the time we were best friends and it just happened yeah like it was we it was never talked about and then literally the same thing, like, things ended, and then I had to come out to my parents because I was so, like, heartbroken yeah. and sad, and they didn't understand why. Like, I related to this so much. I feel like I just relived my entire, like, awakening uh, through this story. That was crazy. But it's such, it's such a s sweet story, and I'm so sorry that it ended the way it did for you. But I do want you to know that, like, it's going to be okay. It's going to get better. There is someone out there for you. I remember feeling the exact same way after my first end of a relationship or breakup with a woman. It does feel so hopeless. And mm -hmm. it's really easy to get stuck in that deep depression and um, thinking that it's never going to work out for you. And I think for me, too, it was like, always like how am I going to find another girl who likes girls yeah. you know but it, you will and this is happening for a reason like your person is coming your time is coming like it's all going to work out and you just have to keep pushing forward mm -hmm. breakups are hard they suck they suck but you need to find support um find somebody you can lean on a couple of people do things with friends um if you can and are willing to go see a therapist my therapist yeah. helped me through everything when i was going through my breakup guys therapy is not bad it's therapy so cool is so cool it is it really is truly um yeah just take care of yourself and it's what's meant to be is going to happen i know that is so cliche but like it's true like, mm -hmm. what's meant to be is going to happen, and it's going to happen for you when the time is right. Yeah. So, like, you just got to keep pushing through life and keep learning from every experience that comes your way. Yeah. Like, sure. really, truly, that's the best advice I can give you mm -hmm. is whatever happened in this relationship that just ended, find pieces of it that you can learn from. Yeah. Find the things you like, the things you didn't like, the things you want in a relationship moving forward, the things you don't want in a relationship moving forward. Take those things and learn from them. And take that into your next relationship and it's going to make it better. Yeah. And that's my best advice for you. Yeah. Good luck. Good job. We're rooting for you. We are. Thank you for sharing.
Thank you. Do we have time for one more? I think we have time for one more and then we really have to go because our puppy is freaking out over um, here. You guys, um, y'all, he pooped on the floor, like <laughs> mid-podcast. I, oh, and it smells so bad. I'm sorry. It smells so bad and I can hear him it's in the back. TMI, but like this is really why we need to get going. But we do have time for one more. Yes. Um, ooh, we have one from outside the States. I love that. Outside I the love country. that. Because we, I was like, oh, we got like all these different states coming in, but none from. We have listeners from outside the we U.S. Do, because yes. we can see a map. Yeah. Um. So we were really hoping that someone from outside the U.S. would submit a story. So here we go. Last story of the episode. This is from Kristen. Pronouns are she, her. Identifies as queer and is from Germany. Germany. We love Germany. I attended my first Pride in 2018 by, in quotations, accident. <laughs> oh boy. I'm a fan of a German female singer since 2015, and in 2017, 2018, she was touring through Germany, playing more than 50 concerts. I saw her show about 30 times, and of course I met many new people at the shows and venues. Holy shit, I times. wish I could see Carrie Underwood about 30 times. Hold on. She saw her 30 times out of 50 concerts. <laughs> Can we let that sink I know. In? That's what I'm saying. I wish I okay. could see like Carrie like that. That's amazing. I support that in so many ways. Over time, we became a solid group of 10 to 12 girls slash women that experienced almost every concert together. That's amazing. We got to know each other better. Nobody talked about their sexual orientation or identity. In the summer of 2018, there was a concert the same weekend as Pride. One of us suggested going to the parade and everyone immediately agreed. It took less than 10 minutes for each of us to know why we all found each other. With pride, we could suddenly drop every mask. It was a safe place to be ourselves, and we needed this community to realize that we had already found our own little community. Oh, my God. Okay. That's enough. I'm sobbing. Okay. Pride outed us all without having to out ourselves. Mm. We never actually talked about the meaning of this day, but I'm pretty sure many of us feel the same. I love that. I still think about this day a lot, especially lately because the singer's on tour again and I see most of the girls at the shows having the time um. of their life. So I can say that my first pride helped me finding my community, or at least it helped me realizing that I already found it. Thank you, Pride, and thank you to all my fandoms where I found all the most important people in my life. Loving your community means learning to love yourself, and I'm pretty close to doing that in 2023. Not me gonna start crying. This Literal is so tears. cute. I love this. This is such a such a good story to end on. Uh -huh. Such a good happy story, and like such a this is why Pride story. Yeah, you know, like I see it all over right now because it is Pride Month, and it's like, like I just shared something to my Instagram story today, like why we have a pride month it, kate austin posted it why we have a pride month and why there isn't a straight month and it was like a bunch of slides about that like this is it right here like yes. this is what pride month does for us yeah. and it really truly gives so many closeted queer people almost an excuse or a, a greater opportunity a more comfortable opportunity to come out to celebrate yeah. themselves to be proud you know mm -hmm. and like that is the whole point yeah that's the whole point and it really truly does build a community it does as kristen said it's also i just love that it was like 
uh, let's go to the parade. And then, like, everyone just, like, is, like, gay. Yeah. Or, you know, like, that's, I love it. I love yeah, this Because so it can be so difficult to be the first person to be, like, I like women. Yeah. Like, out yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, that is hard. And it is. And if somebody doesn't break that barrier, then everybody else is just, like, okay, I'm just going to be who I am and, like, not actually say it out loud. Right. But that's so cool how that all happened and how that built the community for you. Yeah. And, wow, I'm just so happy. That's such a, such a, what is it, happy-go-lucky story? I don't know. It's so cute. I love it. Thank you all for sending these stories. I'm sorry sorry we we didn't didn't get get to all of them. Maybe we'll have to do a part two sometime. I think we definitely, if you guys think that we should do this in the future, like, I I think we should, because I had fun just, like, reading these. Like, also, this was the first time we actually went through the stories and read them. Yeah, Um, we didn't read these beforehand. Like, we just trusted y'all to, like, say semi-appropriate stuff that, like, (laughs) we would be able to say on a podcast, which we pretty much say anything here, so it's fine. But, like... That was amazing. Yeah. That made my heart so happy. Like, there was some sadness in there and, yeah. like, some heartbreak. and But, like, it all just truly showcases the LGBTQ community so well. And, it like, does. we had a lot of different representation yes. throughout all of those stories and different ways that our community comes through. Yeah. You know? And, like, it's just not – it's not, like, I feel like – from the outside looking in to our community, like, they don't get it, you know? Like, they see the community as, like, one thing, and it doesn't fluctuate. There's no difference. It's like, you're gay. That's Mm -hmm. it, you know? And there's just so much more to it. Yeah. And this just proves it. It does. That was amazing. Thank you. Representation is so important. So important. We all know this. Our stories are important. Every story that was told here can make a difference does make a difference will make a difference like keep telling your stories if you're comfortable if somebody's struggling around you like these are the stories that help others who are where you once were Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's so important so keep keep showing your pride Um, keep living your true authentic selves and happy pride month (laughs) happy pride month We love you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, We'll be back next week with another podcast episode for you. We will not fail this time. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Blondes Out Loud. Episodes will be released every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So we have have a new closing we're going to try out. (laughs) This is thanks to uh, one of my best friends, but... We're going to give it a try, and if it flops, like, I'm blaming it all on her, okay? And the blondes are out!